Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we rewatch movies and decide if they deserve a second chance. I'm Joe Harper, your host who loves rewatching movies, and I enjoy eating pineapple on my pizza. And I'm Jessica Quaz, your host who's a one-and-done kind of movie viewer who just had pineapple on her pizza two nights ago. Is for the first time? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh. The first time I've ever had it was actually with you. You ordered pizza when I was there and put pineapple on it, and I tried it, and it was amazing. Um, but yeah, we had some pineapple pizza like two nights ago. It was great. Yeah, well, we're talking about pineapple on pizza because today we're giving a second chance to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secrets of the Ooze. Yes, finally. <laughs> this is one of my favorite movies of all time if maybe so just because i've watched it probably the most out of any movie since i've been watching it just since its creation in the 90s and the reason we are watching this movie is because it is my birthday like a month ago (laughs) (laughs) and i selected this one to force quest to watch it that's right and i very willingly watched it oh good Yeah, nobody's been talking about this movie. It's not in the news. But what is in the news, they just dropped a new Ninja Turtles video game in Shredder's Revenge, and I've been playing that a lot. Fun. I love it. It's it's like arcade. Oh, okay. But like, you know, slightly better graphics and just like so much nostalgia, so many like Easter eggs just sprinkled throughout. You can play up to six people at a time. Great game. Nice. That sounds like a great time. All right. Well, before we get started with this episode, talking about Secrets of the Ooze, Joe, let's talk about some things we recently gave a first chance to. So this week, I've been on a Pixar binge. So a lot of the movies haven't really necessarily been new to me. Um, Half of them are and half of them haven't. Uh, I got to see Lightyear in theater. um, And I finally watched uh, Turning Red without falling asleep through it. So I was proud about that. Um, so I actually recently watched Turning Red as well. Uh, I have not seen Lightyear yet. I've heard a lot of hot takes on Lightyear though. So what were your thoughts? Which one did you enjoy more out of the two? Oh, by far Turning Red over Lightyear. <laughs> Light, Lightyear is a good movie if it wasn't a Buzz Lightyear movie. If it okay. was... It should have been like Star Command, the movie, and just been about Buzz and his crew. I I feel like the biggest thing for me is Pixar did not understand the assignment that they gave themselves or made it way too confusing for everyone. Or maybe everyone is just way too stupid for this. Um, They have a really easy brief note right at the beginning that just says, you know, Andy in 1995, a boy named Andy, 
saw this movie and was inspired to get the toy, this is that movie. Very simple. But like, when I watch the movie, I do not get a sense of like, I need to go rush out and get me a Buzz Lightyear. I need to rush out and get Socks the cat because he was adorable. He just doesn't feel like the action hero that is played up in Toy Story 1 and 2. Okay. That is one of the movies I watched this week was Toy Story 2. I watched Bugs Life and I watched Onward and then uh, the other two Pixar movies. So I was full Pixar this week. Yeah, that sounds like a very wholesome, precious viewing experience this week for you. Yeah. So yeah, Lightyear is it's not a bad movie. It just, from the premise, what we get and what we already know from our Buzz Lightyear lure, I just don't think that's the movie that Buzz Lightyear the toy is based off of or just like, oh, that, that was it? Mm, I don't know, man. I feel like you missed all the things you you guys set up yourself. Yeah, that's interesting. I think the way you put it of they didn't understand the assignment they gave themselves yeah. kind of puts it from what I've heard. So Because mm. like, I love all the designs of everything. I like the idea of like uh, time travel kind of, th- or that he does. I feel like this would have been a good sequel to the movie they assigned themselves. Like Star Command 2, Buzz is lost in space and he mm-hmm. has to find his way home. Like that's that's the movie we should have I don't know. What did you think of Turning Red? I, I'm very curious because you mentioned last night, what should I watch? And I gave you a list and you ignored it all. <laughs> I and did. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to watch Turning Red. I'm like, you know what? I fell asleep like 20 minutes. I was so tired for the first time I watched it. Uh, I fell asleep and woke up until the last like five minutes. I was like, okay, well, I was really enjoying it. And then I fell asleep. I need to watch it. And if you're watching it, I might as well so we can talk about it. Yeah, so I I really enjoyed Turning Red. I thought it was really wonderful and cute and like had nice messages to it. Like I will say when I first started watching it, it was fun and it was delightful and it was kind of a unique story. Um, and then what was interesting to me was as the movie kept going, the story kind of just got deeper and about something more serious. Um, I really really appreciated it and I I think I said something too last night that like if I had had this movie when I was younger would have really like helped me as a kid process a lot of changes as a young girl and like um, my relationship with like my mother and the other women in my family and how that kind of the complexities you go through with that Um, yeah I just I really really liked it and the design was really fun some of the work they did within the movements of these characters was really incredible. And yeah, it got it got me. It really did. I think this is one of those Pixar movies that has the most style that is just, it's just fun. It's quick. It has a lot of like fun animation, like facial choices, the characters, really quick editing that just like has a very strong presence that like, boom, this is in your face and here and like making bold choices. I really like all that. It loses me at the end because I I didn't connect with the story, but like, it's good that you did. Out of all the Pixar movies that have been released post-COVID, this is number two on the list for me. 
Okay, um, what's number one? Nothing will beat Onward. Onward is in, has bumped up to like my top five pay, favorite Pixar movies. Wow, um, okay. I still haven't I seen think it. I think it's because I connect with like the sibling bonding. Yeah, that's, you know, my sister and I were texting all about it. I would send her a screenshot of the end. She's like, no, I'm crying now. Aw. Uh, like, yeah. And then uh, she and I played Dungeons and Dragons together. So there's that element that's, oh, nice. I, I really feel like I connect to the uh, Chris Pratt character in it a lot of like the like schlubby, like deadbeat, <laughs> older, <laughs> older brother that no one takes seriously. I'm like, oh, I hate that I connect with this guy too much. <laughs> well, I'm curious. I will probably check that out. So that's the next soon. movie for you to watch. Okay, onward. I would, I would rewatch it just so we could text during it. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. So, uh, is Turning Red the only thing you watched? Um. So, two things that I watched. The first one, I think everyone watched, and that's the latest season of Stranger Things. Have you finished it? I did finish it. Okay. I I liked a lot of it. Uh, it's it's interesting that season four might be like their best season. Um, there was some stuff in it. I will say that I it wasn't it wasn't perfect. It wasn't like full blown perfect season. Like a lot of people kind of act like it is. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not talking about it. yeah. It's it's silly. It's silly. I like it all. Yeah. Yeah. What is what did you not like about it so much? I will say. Like the stuff with Hopper just felt like unnecessary. Yeah, so many times we'd have to go to him and be like, "We're no, in prison. We're out yeah. of prison. Let's go back to prison." No, we're okay. out of back. Yeah, and like the storyline told me that like what they did mattered, but like as I was watching it, I was like, "Does it really it had have that much nope. of a difference?" <laughs> I don't think it affected anything, and because all of a sudden they're like, "The kids need our help." How do you know that? You yeah. don't have cell phones. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, hey, if we kill this one monster, it's going to be a lot easier for the kids. Like, how does that make any... I, that doesn't how do you seem know what the kids up. are up? <laughs> you don't know the kids are doing anything right yeah. now. Yeah. What? Okay. Joyce, um, left, Joyce <laughs> left Hawkins with no information of things that were happening. No. All she knew was, yeah, my, one's, my son is... Uh, actually, it wasn't her son. Uh, I always fucking forget that Mike's not her kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she left when Mike is coming over to like bang her, her like adopted daughter. Like, yeah, what is happening? I do like though that like the uh, the most boring characters were just like thrown into a van with a really fun new character and kind of forgotten about. Like that seems very fitting. <laughs> just get rid oh, of yeah. them, kind of put them to the side, and add someone we actually enjoy. Who hasn't been a part of the show at all? <laughs> what is the um, oh, farts? The movie that the act, he, no, the actor's name Ed, is it Eduardo Franco? I I think so. Uh, he was in that one movie. Oh, he's in the package for sure. That's he what it was his, called. He okay. gets his dick cut off, and he's hilarious. And I need okay. more of him. I could not remember what that movie was called. I was talking with Carson about it and I was like, <laughs> that is one movie that had we not been in a pandemic, I don't think I would have ever known about or watched. <laughs> Eduardo Franco. Um, and he pops up in a lot of things here and there and he just steals every scene. Yeah. I need him in everything now. 
I think he is a perfect fit for Stranger Things, and I hope he continues to hang out with the gang for future yeah. episodes. He definitely was a highlight of the last season, as was um, Eddie Mudson. Was, I really liked him. He's a good one. Um, and then just really quickly, I guess I'm having like a Steve Harrington moment because the other thing I watched was Free Guy, which that actor's in. Oh, I was like, yeah. what are you talking? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he is yeah. like the hero of the story. Yeah, he's got like a really big role in it. And I just really enjoyed it. It was really fun. It felt like a fresh story too, which was really cool. And Yes overall, and no. Okay. <laughs> like, it didn't feel super fresh, but also... It did, yeah, it did feel it. I feel like there's not a lot of movies about NPC characters, though. Well, it, to me, it's just still the video game. We're in a video game. We're rules of a video game. So, like, that's where I say no, but, like, this is a fun spin on, a new spin on those things. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I liked, um, I think it was fun. What I like the most is the movie is marketed as if, like, Ryan Reynolds is, like, the main yeah. hero we're rooting for where he's not really the main hero it's we're rooting for steve harrington and um jody comer right yeah yeah, yeah. i agree yeah. those two are like are we're like wait these are our main characters i had no idea they were in this movie right yeah and, and i'm rooting for them yeah and they just need the assistance of the npc i love it so much it was yeah. fun it's really good i really really enjoyed it so watch we it wa- for some fun we watched that on an airplane which was probably a disservice but whatever whatever <laughs> you still it saw was it. the best airplane movie i've ever seen that's fair yeah no that sounds like a really entertaining airplane movie you know what the worst airplane movie i've ever seen old oh i guess movie <laughs> on an airplane that was that same trip but it wasn't awful it was just not great mm-hmm. um spider-man 2 i turned it off <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man 2. I was going to ask which two. Okay. Amazing Spider-Man 2. I go, oh no, I'm done with this. (laughs) I don't care how it ends. Speaking of sequels, Mm -hmm. let's talk about Ninja Turtles 2, Secret of the Ooze. Let's get into it. So, Joe, you've seen this movie, like you said, many, many, many (sighs) times throughout your life. Yeah, like 100. Okay, 100 plus times in your life. Yeah. Do you happen to remember the first time you saw Secrets of the Ooze? I sure don't. I don't know Fair. if it was in theaters because I probably would have been too small for the theaters. But I definitely had it on VHS and I watched the hell out of it on VHS. <laughs> so much so that I know like all three like trailers that played beforehand. I know them all by heart. Like I know this movie by heart. Ugh. Which... You can see in our Edge of Tomorrow episode, uh, Joe recites the entire trailer for Big Girls Don't Cry, They Get Even, aka Step Kids. <laughs> I, I did most of it. It's, it. I was a bit rusty. It was still pretty spot on. It was still, it was still more than the average person can do. Definitely. Um, so I actually do remember my first time with this movie. Way, way, way back in the day, I I don't know what year it was. I was really young, probably under 10, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I watched this movie for the first time at a sleepover where we had a double feature with this and the Power Rangers live action movie with the original cast. Sick, sick as hell. Such an iconic 90s childhood night. 
Both um, of those are two good <laughs> 90s kids movies. Great pairing. I mean, yeah. Um, and I just remember for this movie specifically, I remember us being like so happy and excited to watch it and like getting up and dancing to the Vanilla Ice song. <laughs> The vanilla ice wrap going into you don't have to specify. No, yeah, we know, we know, we know. Um, but that was like all I remembered was just being like so into that song. The song still slaps. I mean, yeah. Have you ever seen a turtle get down? (laughs) I don't. I'm not gonna recite it all. No, that's okay. I mean, it's truly vanilla ice's best work, no question. Yeah. I mean, I think he'll agree too. Yeah, I mean, come on. I think he's he's actually a huge Turtles fan, which is why he was in that movie. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, I don't know much about Vanilla Ice, so I didn't know. That. I only know that because there was like a little like a mini doc about it. That's cute. I don't I don't know if I call it a doc, but like a commercial where mm-hmm. he talked about being in it. So enough about our first time. For those of you who do not remember this movie. And for those of you who do remember, just need a little refresher. Let me read what IMDb says is the synopsis. Uh, in case you don't know what the Ninja Turtles are, there are four mutant turtles that all have like ninja abilities. Um, let me read the summary. The turtles and the shredder battle once again, this time for the last canister of the ooze that created the turtles, with which shredder wants to unleash an army of new mutants. I don't think this is a good <laughs> synopsis of this movie. Sure. He, army is the wrong word. Yeah. <laughs> an army of mutants. Uh, he just wants to, like some mutants. He wants to create, he wants to use the ooze to create mutants that will defeat the turtles. Mm-hmm. Yes. Done. Yeah. Spoiler alert, we're going to be talking about this movie. So we sure are. If you haven't checked this movie out, it's been out for like 30-ish years. Sorry, we talked about it. <laughs> Let's hear what the critics had about their first time. All right. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. I always like giving this Rotten Tomatoes. I'm, I guess, not shocked by this, but I'm just saddened by this. Oh, okay. T- the tomato meter is at 35%, and the audience score is at 67. <laughs> now, I... that's really low. It's it hurts my heart because i love it i I give it a hundred percent like i (laughs) i would say like i makes perfect sense that there's a massive critical and audience disparity (laughs) between that i would i like i agree i don't love it but like i get it because this is a type of movie especially in the 90s that critics would like turn their noses at um, and audience would be like, this is fun. This is rad. Fuck it. So it's stupid, but I get it. It's it's weird for me because as a young child of the 90s, Ninja Turtles was like one of the, the number one thing in my eyes in my life. So like I understand why I like it. And I could see every, like a lot of people my age really like leaning towards this and loving this. Like adults, I, I just can't imagine them hating turtles because they're so pure and silly and goofy what are you hating on this movie for yeah the the premise itself is weird so you're either in or you're out like it's very true but critics will find a way (laughs) i wish i could watch this movie with like a blank slate not knowing what ninja turtles are like that to me would be 
wild. Yeah. <laughs> this movie would be a weird time, I feel like. I have uh, multiple reviews. Let's start off with a positive, though. Let's be nice to the turtles. Yeah, um, we better be nice to those turtles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will start off with a rather pretentious positive review, though, because we were just talking about those critics being wild. Lloyd Bradley with Empire Magazine. This lacks the darkness and subtlety that makes the first film so good and so adult, but its simplified plot and gags will appeal to the undertens. As a Turtles fan, I think the community is divided with which one is the better movie and it's me versus everyone else because <laughs> everyone is like the first one's so good because it's dark and adult I, okay fuck off <laughs> this one is better because it's light and goopy that's what i like i mm-hmm. like the fun atmosphere it's silly it has says it has way more like jokes in it that I still quote to this day. The first one's good, but I just don't, I don't have the connection to it like I do the sequel. Yeah. I mean, well, no, that makes sense though. Cause as a kid, you're gonna probably want something more like light and humorous and action. So like, you're gonna fall in love with it more oh, as a kid. When we talk about action, this movie has little to none of it. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but the imagery looks exciting and fun. <laughs> it does. Well, I mean, the reason we don't have action in this is because of the first movie all the parents were like they're using weapons that's bad and violent so you know what happens in this movie they take all the weapons away they still <laughs> own them but like they never use the weapons except for like leonardo instead of like cutting people at the beginning he throws them up in the ceiling holds them does a pull up and kick somebody and like uh, i was pointing i watched it with two friends this time around and I, was, I pointed that to them. They'll never use those weapons on anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? No, they don't. Not once do they use their weapon to fight anyone. Fucking parents ruin everything. <laughs> they just don't understand. Fucking ninjas. What do you... Whatever. They're also mutant turtles. Just punch everyone. <laughs> I played the video game. All right. Dave Kerr of Chicago Tribune. One finds in them the same unabashed enjoyment of color and movement, of spectacular athletics and outrageous stunts that animates the Hong Kong action cinema as a whole and makes it so superbly entertaining. Damn, he went in about how this is art. <laughs> Whoa, this is not the this is not the take I had on it. No, I don't disagree with anything. No, he thought about it. He thought yeah. about it. All right, Donna Britt with the Washington Post. The second TMNT has enough jokes aimed at adults to make for a relatively painless outing for parents forced to take their kids to see it. That was backhanded. I know, Donna, that was really rude. (laughs) One of my favorite jokes from this movie is when they're sneaking in to save Raph and they're like, it's quiet. Yeah, a little too quiet. And then they beat up a foot soldier in there. That was easy. Yeah, a little too easy. And then they see Raph and they go, it's Raph. Yeah, a little too Raph. (laughs) It's so stupid and it's hilarious. As a kid, I flew over my head. That's not a joke. That is Raph. As an adult, (laughs) I just love that line so much. 
I'll say that with everything. If someone goes, hey, it's this, I'll go, yeah, a little to this. <laughs> it's interesting though, because Donna makes that out to be like a bad thing. Like if you take your kid to see this, you won't want to die. But like, it's, it's pretty cool that you could watch something so young and have a different experience from when you do as, as you get older. That's great. Or if you watch it young and you still have the same experience as an adult, <laughs> you just feel young again. Yeah, oh, that's sweet. That's nice. <laughs> Kevin Carr of 7M Pictures. This is one of those rare sequels that actually lives up quite nicely to the original. I do think this is one of the better sequels of all time. Whoa, okay. Fuck Godfather 2. We're talking Secrets of the Ooze. Yeah. Um, I will say I I agree that like with a lot of passage of time as well, like this movie is still just as relevant, if not more, than the first one. All right. Marjorie Baumgarten of Austin Chronicle. The production values are wonderful, due in large part to the work of animatronic puppeteers and Jim Hansen's Creature Shop, and the script is quick and funny. Thanks, Marjorie. I agree. Yeah, Marjorie, I agree with all that, too. Yes. The animatronics look real. Like It looks really good. Even in my like mid-30s, I'm looking at these, and I, not once do I question if it's real or not. I yeah. just, I think these are real things. I, mean, I don't yeah. ever think, this is a guy in a puppet suit. It looks like they're, the mouths just move well, the eyes, everything's so expressive. It is. The movements are just, they flow really well. And just the, you're right, like there's a, a added part of realism to them that like I buy it even now, even though I, I know how they're, getting them to move how they're doing all these things i still feel like yeah these are the turtles there's like a guy offset with like a huge remote control that is just making a move it's that's wild. crazy yeah no it looks even it like looks the good. giant like wolf monster razar he's just like drooling it just looks so natural and get gross i love it all right well it's gonna be probably your least favorite part of the episode but let's move on to some negative reviews um you know what you can read these and i'm just gonna go in the other room i don't <laughs> want to hear them i'll call you when, when we're done <laughs> just be you reading them to yourself no, let's yeah I'm, i mean guys i'll i'll bite the bullet for you everyone i'll listen to some <sighs> negative things about turtles all right well we'll try to make this as painless as possible i suppose okay all right desmond ryan with philadelphia inquirer wrote the plot of turtles 2 hinges on toxic waste and that turns out to be a pretty accurate description of the film <laughs> that's so rude I know. um <laughs> There is a part in when they're when they are disposing the waste. I've always thought was really stupid. Um, it's them using the computer and just seeing everything, like all the canisters, if they are active or disposed. And Don is just on the disposed, <laughs> disposed, and it's just scrolling, and it doesn't match what he's typing. And it's it's all obviously it all says disposed next to each one. Very clearly, just 90s technology. It's like, <laughs> okay, guys, this is, we get it. They're, 
oh wait there's one that's active but then it's like takes up half the screen <laughs> yeah we, god this was made for children i know <laughs> plus it's the 90s no one knows what computers are exactly yeah stephen hunter of baltimore sun the plot as primitive as it is still isn't very clear it never acquires the spontaneity or the force of a true story but seems to exist mainly as a pretext for familiar ninja banter so beloved of the cult as in cowabunga dudes and such forth wow that was mean that was like really brutal yeah. <laughs> um I feel like it's an easy story to follow along, Stephen. Too, yeah. I don't think it's like, like mixed up. Like I understand what's happening. Yeah, they, you know, they're they're shutting down that. They're cleaning up the ooze that had been disposed, and <laughs> they're just missing one. Or he, there's one vial left, and Shredder and the gang want to get it. Boom! There you go. And turtles want to prevent that from happening because they don't want what happened to them to happen to anyone else there you go i mean that's i i get that yeah cowbunga yeah. so, dude cowbunga um so i want to actually like get your objective take on this because i don't know as much as you do about the comics so stephen ray with entertainment weekly said neither as fun nor as faithful to the spirit of the original comics it's a bigger slicker movie but not a better one. So I'm I'm familiar with the comics. I I I don't I've read some of them. They're definitely more of an adult tone. It was uh Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. They're just fucking around trying to make each other laugh and drew a turtle that was dressed up like a ninja and just went from there and the idea snowballed. I think they're also trying to make fun of like um, Daredevil. I think is the that lore. So yeah, this is much depart. This is more similar to the uh, '80s '90s cartoon that is just goofy, whereas the first movie is kind of more of the comics. Whatever. We have so many iterations, and since then we've had multiple iterations of Turtles, and you know they all have a place in this world. Yeah. Some are some are far better than others. Uh, I think my favorite Turtles property, besides this movie, is the 2012 Nickelodeon show. Um, just it's cute. They make them feel more teenage than anything else. Everything else, I thought they felt like adults. And then they also have so many callbacks to the movies, to the 80s show, to the comics. They get actors that do the voices to voice other characters. And just reference so many things. And I think there's a lot of love that's put into that 2012 one. That sounds really fun. That sounds like definitely a nice piece of fandom. James Sanford of Kalamazoo Gazette. If a Vanilla Ice cameo is a highlight, imagine what the rest of the film is like. Okay, first um, of all. <laughs> it means the movie is perfect. That's what it means. <laughs> I okay I'm sorry that is a funny take that's a funny take it's a funny funny take Object, objectively, objectively it's a funny take however it's okay anyone not to discredit Vanilla Ice's beautiful song beautiful contribution but 
could have been anyone on that fucking stage singing that song. I'm I did not I was not there for Vanilla Ice. I was there for the whole vibe. See, I disagree. I think Vanilla Ice is the only person for it. Okay, and okay. it's perfect. Okay, fair, fair. All right. Um <laughs> is he the highlight of the movie? No, I don't think he's the highlight, but he's definitely a highlight. That song is it slaps. I mean, what yeah. are you gonna how are you gonna argue? It's great, it's fun. The to me. It's not him that's the highlight. It's the whole scene. It's the whole dance. It's the whole club. It's all of it. The song, it, that's it. It's great. <laughs> the two people they randomly meet that get up on the stage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's just as comparable as Celine Dion being a highlight of Titanic. Like, truly, it's like the two are one, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Vanilla Ice is to TMNT2 <laughs> as Celine Dion is to Titanic. Absolutely. Everybody, stop what you're doing immediately because Hollywood's sassiest bitch came in with a hot take of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Secrets of the Ooze. And in my opinion, as someone who's read many a Roger Ebert critic criticisms, this may be his most wild take on a movie i'm just surprised he watched this he sure watched it he definitely did and he he really went there with some thoughts let's just hear it all right roger ebert from the chicago sun times said today's kids are learning from the turtles that the world is a sinkhole of radioactive waste that it's more reassuring to huddle together in the sewers than to take your chances competing at street level. And that individuality is dangerous. Cowabunga. He read into this movie too deeply. So hard. So hard. They're not thinking like, hey, this is going to win an Oscar. (laughs) What is the deep metaphorical meaning behind turtle? what is it to be a turtle? Like, no one's thinking that. No one is thinking like, you know what? Their lives within the sewers speaks to how I as a person just want to bury myself in a sewer because it's easier to do that than to fight on top of the world. Like, Roger, what? Like, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't think anyone went into this movie to shape the minds of kids. I think they just wanted to make money and have a good time. Do you think he he liked this movie more or North? (laughs) Where he said, I hate, hate, hated North. Like, where does, where does, where do you draw the line in the sand, Roger? (laughs) That was, that's a hot take, truly. All right. So, Joe, we know you love the turtles. You love this movie. But let's just try to be a little bit objective when talking about our second chance. So this was actually, I believe, my, like, if not total second, at least the first time watching it since childhood. So this was the first time adult me ever watched it probably may have been my second time I'm not sure and I gotta say like I did try to be you know a little critical like have a you know an eye for what's going on be objective 
But I still, as a 90s kid, I enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought it was fun. I had a good time watching it. There's very few complaints on my end. I, I don't know if I have a bias. I have no, I don't know if I'm being biased. I have no idea. But let's get into, first off, let's just clear any negative out of the way. What are some things that maybe you don't like or that you would maybe change? We don't even have to say that you wouldn't like. Um, as you know, the super fan here, what are some objective things that you go, eh, maybe that's not the best? Okay, so um, ooh, as, as someone who is a huge Turtles fan and was a huge Turtles fan of like the cartoon, the thing that's weird for me is they make a movie where Shredder is creating two mutants and they don't choose Bebop and Rocksteady is wild what a wild choice and i i haven't read i this is one of those movies i don't think i've read anything behind the scenes i don't know why they didn't choose bebop and rocksteady i don't know what that means okay jesus (laughs) christ well uh in the cartoon there are shredder has two like mutant thugs bebop and rocksteady that is a like a, essentially like a warthog and warthog pig and a rhino those are his two right they're in like every other ninja turtles thing they're in they're the first three levels of the new video game okay and then another le- like level like seven as well okay they, just, they come back so they're um, like very iconic villains they're like they're like the most it, 80s 80s cartoon they are super recognizable yeah they're in every episode Okay. Uh, I mean, probably not every, but the majority. If Shredder's around, he's got Bebop and Rocksteady as his number two goons. Again, it's not like in their like pilot or first or second episode. He creates two mutants to help fight turtles. Just he gets these two guys are too fucking stupid. Whereas these two are just uh, Toko and Raza are just babies. Mm-hmm. Like they don't know any better. Yeah. Master, see here, fun. <laughs> the babies. <laughs> Love that one. Um, so I think not having them is weird. Although I love Tokon Razar so much. NECA made these beautiful toys of them recently. They, these like released in the last like two years. <laughs> they're so like they're so accurate they also can like move his little eyebrows oh whoa oh wow yeah whoa. whoa mad mm. yeah. <laughs> very poseable this back is so sharp damn Ow. yeah it, it hurts yeah. to touch um razar has I don't think you can hear it or see it, but he's got like little metal chains on him. Oh, fun. Yeah. Um, again, his mouth looks super gross. Bruh. <laughs> Hi, Jessica. <laughs> uh, these things are just, and they're huge. Um, super 7 also released a line of Ninja Turtles toys uh, that look really good for the, uh, they, almost, they designed them after like the 80s toys. And just like the scale of these guys, yeah, great, love it. 
Okay. Cool are awesome. I <laughs> like them. So you like them, but maybe could have had a, a different, I, I more think it's iconic villain choice that they didn't include those two, because um, the Michael Bay produced ones do put them in the sequel. Okay. Finally, we get them a live action version of Bebop and Rocksteady. So um, that's one thing I could say is just odd. I think it's weird. Again, this is the turtle fan to me. Uh, the TCR TCRI scientist is not Baxter Stockman, which is another like recognizable turtle name. Let's put all pull all the names from all the things we already know instead of creating too many new characters. Like it's weird we don't have Casey Jones, especially because he was in the first one with April. But we get this new kid Kino, who's not in any of the other stuff. Mm-hmm. So, but but I like Kino. So Kino is a uh, a bit sexist, which is makes me laugh in some of these. <laughs> Keep on dreaming, dweeb. Yeah, but I'll dream of something a little thinner. <laughs> <laughs> what a piece of shit. <laughs> really put me on the spot to just tear this movie apart. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Yeah, I think just connect it more to like, the, or like a lot of more Easter eggs, I guess. Okay. That makes sense. Um, which is the thing I think everyone complains about now. Like, oh, too many comics things in Marvel. No, that's what we like, you know. Yeah. Sequels and stuff. And, you know, because um, Baxter Stockman, if he was the scientist, uh, eventually would have become a giant fly monster. Whoa, okay. That's part of um, the toys in the 80s. I'm going to reference a lot of the 80s usually when I'm talking about this. Okay. Um, I will say one thing that I don't love about this movie is this April. Um, I just find her to like kind of be weird and like very uptight, but not in like a understandable kind of way. Like she comes off as a wet blanket kind of in a way that's just kind of like annoying. And then when she's not like that, she's just kind of there. Um, I mean, they are really messy in her apartment. She's (laughs) being a really nice friend, like, hey, you guys can stay here. I know it puts me in a whole lot of danger because the Foot Clan destroyed your last place. And if they find out you you live here with me, they're going to destroy my place. And if if it's the same continuity, which it is, we just replaced the actress in between, they burned down her, like, old apartment. Oh, <laughs> in a new apartment. Yeah, the foot soldiers attack her place and burn it to the ground that she lived above her like old dad's pawn shop. Or I don't remember because I barely watched the first one. I that's one I don't rewatch. This one I watch almost on a yearly basis. <laughs> um. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I don't like her vibe. I feel like most of the time she's like, like I get being. I guess with all that context, like bothered by the turtles, but then she's also pretending like she's not bothered. Like it's very passive aggressive and weird and I just don't super care for her. Yeah, it is weird trying to like, I think it's one of the things that they're like, well, we have to include April because mm-hmm. we need a human character and we need a girl since there's four boy turtles. Um, I guess she could be reporting something and like they really are stretching like, uh, I, like her she's reporting on like i get that she'd be reporting like hey there's a spice here's a scientist they're doing something great but then she keeps like 
diving into it and I'm like this is not necessary yeah yeah I think it just feels like she's just sort of there she like almost plays detective for another scene Mm -hmm. talking to her boss I'm like "Uh, what's going on what yeah let's get back to turtles yeah doesn't add a ton have April party with the turtles and like eat pizza and then when they're like we're about to fight she'll be like cool I'm gonna just gonna hang out with Splinter yeah (laughs) I don't want to (laughs) fight Yeah, I will say another negative note that I have is that the human to human interactions are super awkward. It's like the most awkward thing about this movie, but the human to turtle interactions we, are fine. Do we include Shredder in the human to human? Or is he like no. otherworldly? Okay. Otherworldly, yeah. So, okay. like, I, it's just, I noticed that, like, whenever the, like, you know, in April, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like that's what I'm thinking about is like just the there's some like we don't obviously get a ton of it because it's a Ninja Turtles movie, but anytime that there is like a human to human conversation happening, it sticks out to me because it's like humans do not talk like this or act like this. Like what is happening? <laughs> like um did y'all I just it's... get used to working with animatronics that you forgot how to talk to another human being? Like, I don't really know. It's super weird when they're i think they're hiding out at some point or they're they're back at april's like thinking about their next step and then the door knocks and they're like who the fuck is this and then it turns out it's kino oh someone ordered a pizza and you ordered a lot of pizza so i'm just thought you'd have it and then like walks in she's like um yeah i didn't invite you can you leave please and he's like (laughs) well i'm just checking out the play like what are you doing deliver your pizza and leave who does that (laughs) people don't do that no but in like I don't know. He's so weird about it. And then sees a sees a turtle foot, and his first instinct is, I'm gonna stomp on it. <laughs> yeah. What? I wanted that I want Raph to like just fucking deck him. Like, nah, man. Fuck you, stepped on my foot. I think there's like I get it. We're giving a lot of time to our our creatures, if you will. But if we just spend like a couple extra minutes on the humans just to make them like a little more normal. It wouldn't stick out as much to me. Yeah, I don't want to say any more negative things about. Yeah, I'll, I'll comment if you bring them up, but I won't, I won't. I think the biggest thing in my eyes is I want more things from pull more stuff from the show, especially if it's like right at your fingertips. The reason is probably because they probably don't have the rights to it. Oh yeah, that's a really good point. Maybe yeah, you know, they're they're probably like, we can't do it because we have a. You can't have the same thing. Plus, if we make a new thing, it can be more toys. Right. Okay. Oh, think about it that way. Yeah, yeah. more. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, moving on to some things we did like. Um, the I, whole thing. The <laughs> while trying to be objective still. Um, I'm uh, yeah. very objective. It's objectively <laughs> a perfect movie. Um, so we kind of talked about within our reviews um, that there was no weapons used in this movie because it really freaked out the parents from the first movie. The critics consensus uh, off IMDb. Oh, not, uh, no, I think this was Rotten Tomatoes. Not only is the movie's juvenile dialogue unbearable for adults, but the turtles dopey and casual attitude towards physical violence makes them poor kids role models. Wow. (laughs) wow again a little too deep into thinking about it if you ask me um 
I will say though, like as stupid as that is, because I think that's a dumb argument. It's Ninja Turtle, whatever. Um, I think that the hand-to-hand combat scenes are actually really fun to watch. Like it works out in a certain way. Um, like I like the big goofy fight with all the foot soldiers, like in when they're trying to like dispose of the ooze the lab, like all that. I like that. I like the it's, junkyard. Like that scene is so stupid. It's so okay, stupid. I'll critique but it's this fun. one. Okay. So, <laughs> Go ahead. The friends I was watching with because the the foot soldiers come in, they take the canister of ooze. We cut up to the turtles on the roof. They get there late. They get there, they check the computer, dispose, dispose. And then the foot soldiers show back up just to fight the turtles. <laughs> Everybody was like, why don't they just leave? They it's had what they came point. for. Why yeah. did they stick around and fight the turtles to lose the ooze just to get it re-back? And they're like, now they got it. Ninja vanish and just disappear. <laughs> why did you fight them? <laughs> because it was like, you know. 10, 15 minutes without a fight, we needed one. <laughs> right. And the, the set there is a really weird, like, blank room with, a, like, this, like, pyramid thing in the middle with, like, weird light tubes around it. It's so <laughs> weird. I I like it a lot, but it's just, it's weird. <laughs> I agree. It is weird. But I, see, like, that's the thing about this movie, and this is not objective at all, even the weird stuff, even the things that, like, are so odd and kind of silly, like, they're just fun. Like, they're just really fun to watch. In that sequence, Donatello, when they play hot potato with the ooze, he gets it and he gets on top of a rolly chair, surf's up, dude! (laughs) Like, being silly. And the foot soldier's like, okay, and they lay on the ground and put a stick, and he's Oh, <laughs> and he hits it and flies. And I'm just like, that's the kind of thing that I think is fun. It's really stupid, but God, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just kind of sums up mostly how I feel about this movie. I think the, the beginning sequence is fun. Yeah. Where, I do too. Where Kino is delivering a pizza to, I don't know, I think it was probably the turtles. It's very unclear and it's, it's not stated. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure the turtles were just like, hey, we want a pizza. Let's put it at this mall. Maybe the turtles knew that there was a a robbery happening. I'm going to call them the pantyhose gang because I don't know anything else to call them. They just have pantyhose all over their face. But like the turtles are there to stop and fight them. But they also ordered a pizza and they took the <laughs> pizza. They paid for it. Was was it their pizza? I don't know. I don't understand what was, how the sequence of events but Kino tries to fight a few of them. But I like the turtles fighting. Like, they use so many fun things. Mike uses a yo-yo. Donatello has that, like, that clown dummy he pushes. And then does it himself. Like, pretends to be, like, a dummy you could just push and bounces back. Leonardo, I've already said, does the jump pull. Pull up with his feet. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of silly things that they use. A lot of creative ways to fight without using their weapons because the yeah. weapons were a no-no. And I think that actually did end up working well. Like the lack of weapons for some creativity, that is really fun. What The thing I think would fix it, again, if this was not made in the 90s, but made, uh, rebooted it like they kind of did, those foot soldiers should all be robots. And the reason why they should be robots is so Leonardo and Raphael can use their weapons 
to slash through and stab through. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Then that would feel like less violent to an audience member because it's not. It, yeah, it's not. It's, oh, it's not a real person that's getting murdered. It's just a robot. Yeah. We don't care about robots. And <laughs> turtles get to use their weapons because the foot soldiers are robots in the 80s cartoon, which is why they can slash through them and stab through them. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would have been a you know that's a good way to fix it. We can't just like stab Muckman in the face. That's rude. <laughs> what? <laughs> I like uh there's a junkyard scene where Kino is trying to infiltrate. Their one challenge to be initiated into the foot soldier clan is to take off as many jingle bells off of a dummy and under like I think it's like 30 seconds. It might be even like 10 seconds. It's, But like, it's enough for Raph to like take them all off. And then they're also super impressed that it happened. And I thought, doesn't every foot soldier have to do this? Did they like get like, <laughs> did they like, oh, I got three. Oh man, that's fucking great. And then, <laughs> oh, he got all 50? Holy hell. <laughs> I just thought it was weird. It's weird that that's their initiation. And they're also surprised that he was, he did it su- su- successfully. That is not a word I can say. <laughs> successfully. Successfully. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm just reading my stupid notes. And when I'm, I was trying to nitpick, Kino passes out at the sight of Splendor, but not the turtles who he has already <laughs> seen before. He, he's not shocked by them, but when he sees the rat, he's like, oh. <gasps> <laughs> That's what does it. Toko and Raza are awesome. I like them a lot. I think I think it's stupid that they get another turtle. I think we should have chosen a second different animal, not another turtle, because yeah. it makes Raza look super out of place. But I also think they look cute together. So whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know what other what other animal would you do? A giant cat? That's two fur monsters. That's dumb. <laughs> um a fish monster like then you have to have the logic how does that fish breathe you know right bird bird might have been better okay yeah what's a a scary bird um i mean a lot like uh, like hawks are really weird crows are terrifying oh yeah crow crows but that's not very kid friendly that's like haunting your dreams kind of shit you watch power rangers they had the monsters they (laughs) those things i thought look i mean maybe they were like Oh, Parentage is doing their thing. No, they, this was filmed years beforehand. <laughs> but yeah, I think that bird monster thing looked good. So yeah, I just think they should have did something that wasn't another turtle. Okay. Yeah. No, I see that. I I think you're right that like they are enjoyable to watch, but we could have maybe done a little bit more there. I don't think. Sh- I mean, this is just going along the line with their villains. It's just another note I have. I don't think that Shredder looks very intimidating, and he doesn't have much going on in terms of a character in this movie but that's like really forgivable for me because this movie is intended for kids like we don't need our villain to look and our main terrifying attraction, our main attraction is token Rezar. they just look yeah. more impressive yeah um uh shout out to francois chow who is shredder and he's also in lost i just shout out to all my lost cast members out there oh. love, love that show I think it's super weird when Shredder turns super Shredder because they don't fight him. 
they just yeah he just pushes down some posts under the pier and it collapses the turtles had nothing to do with his downfall and i hate that when they come up with a plan to hey we found a way to like revert toka and razar back to wolf and snapping turtle back to babies mm-hmm. and not monsters oh let's create something to feed them what's your first thought that the turtles would give token rezar for them to eat as babies oh no no yeah. oh. we got to we got to hide this this pill is what we're doing in food form oh what food should we give them like bread the turtles give them donuts and my buddy was like why don't they feed it in that pizza that makes way more sense oh, whoa. The yeah. fucking turtles. <laughs> yeah. And I thought, I've never thought about that in my life. I've just yeah. like taken this movie as fact and just like, yep, they're gonna do right. donuts. I mean, that just circles back to turtle lore. Yeah. Like why do you not <laughs> you have it there? Why right. are you not making it into pizza? <laughs> mm, we eat pizza all the time. You should would like this. I took that question like way too literally. Like, what would I feed an animal in real life? <laughs> no, no. If you were the Ninja Turtles and you wanted to give one my of your favorite, favorite food, food pizza, yeah, to trick someone into eating it, we love pizza. You would too. Mm-hmm. The first like minute of this movie when they show, roll the credits, I love because it's just New Yorkers eating pizza, <laughs> and it makes me hungry for pizza every time I watch it. Everyone's eating pizza. Even the cops that are have arrested a criminal are eating a pizza. <laughs> pizza is the priority for everyone in New York. Man, now I want some pizza. Yeah. The turtles leave things around April's apartment. The rat is the cleanest one. <laughs> That's my favorite April line. I wrote down a quote and I don't know, I don't remember what this means, but I wrote down, now I know what a postal package feels like. Oh, now I know what a postal package feels like. <laughs> Why did I write that down? <laughs> um, Michelangelo gets thrown and that's when he says that. Oh, okay. I guess I found that funny. <laughs> yeah. I think it's at the end. I think he gets tossed at the end. Yeah, because this is towards the end of my notes that I wrote that. It's it's in the it's right before they go into the Vanilla Ice Club. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's where it is in my notes. Um, so one note I have, and I don't expand upon it, so I don't, I don't know. The ending felt very abrupt. Okay. I don't know why. Yeah, That's all I wrote. It, it's because, <laughs> again, we have awesome vanilla ice. Yeah. It leads to Shredder getting blasted by a speaker. And he has the vial of ooze, turns into Super Shredder, kills himself. And yeah. then the turtles just go back to their, you know, because they didn't, they're, oh, we survived because we're turtles and we went in the water. And they go back to the new, like, uh, subway. I don't know what to call it. It's not an apartment. Lair. Home. Lair. Lair is the better word. Um, And Splinter pulls up a newspaper because they were at the club and like there's proof of them. I don't know how he got it printed that quick. Very quickly. uh, Because that would have been like a couple hours. (laughs) There had to have been a news reporter that was like, oh, cool. Run this to the, (laughs) the newspaper right now. We have to print this. Breaking it is, news. It is front page material. Enough that Splinter, who I don't think would have left the lair, got it delivered. 
Maybe he went and go, oh, it's 4 a.m. I need my newspaper. <laughs> and, you know, he shows it to him. And then 10 flips now. I like the new one flips. Mm-hmm. I love earlier in the movie when Mikey is pretending to do flips. <laughs> you, he, he gets punished and he off screen, you 21. 22 and then we the camera moves to him and he's just he's just jumping <laughs> and clapping in place to make it sound like he's been doing the flips and he gets punished and has to do more and i love that <laughs> oh, that's fun <laughs> uh i'll just read dumb lines that i think are really stupid in the laboratory with the ooze with the pipes and the tubes it's like a video game in 3d <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't hold up well in 2022. <laughs> That's the canister that had the ooze. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> so, uh, consensus-wise, how do you feel about this movie? Do you think it deserves a second chance? Were the critics too rough? Are the fans too rough on it? See, I can't speak too much about the fans because I'm, you know not in the diehard turtles fandom i think yes for sure the critics were too hard i think it definitely deserves a second chance i think that if you enjoyed it as a kid you'll enjoy watching it as an adult it's just a like a fun silly time and if you go in with that in mind just wanting to watch something just entertaining and fun you're gonna enjoy it so I think it absolutely deserved a second chance. Good, me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as like turtle fandom goes, I think we have the first one on way too high a pedestal. Where I think both of these are equal. It just depends on if you like it darker, if you like it more mature, or you're like, yeah, I just want to have fun. This fits in the fun category. It doesn't take themselves too seriously. But the things they do take themselves seriously on, those fucking animatronics, and they are amazing. They still hold up today. I still believe those are real creatures. They're not people in puppet suits. Yeah, definitely. There's not a second in my mind that thinks, this is fake. I'm, I'm just in it. It's The Henson group just fucking killed it. And I think that point alone is a really good reason to watch this movie again just to like actually watch it and you don't even need to like be that invested in it just to see it is really cool i also think it's just a fun like family movie for all ages yeah as an adult you might if you didn't really care about the turtles it's still like visually fun it's dumb as hell but like i like it a lot um and i think kids with of all ages would just enjoy this it didn't age poorly. I think it aged just okay. It's just fine. <laughs> but I like it, and I think everyone should give it a second chance. All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of Second Chance Movies. As always, you can find us wherever you listen to your podcast, as well as on YouTube for a visual experience. If you're doing that, please leave us a review, rate, subscribe, all those things. It really, really does help. It goes a long way. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Letterboxd. We're on a lot. So if you want to follow us and have more of a conversation outside of the show, 
you can find us there. A big thank you as always to Beating McBeatface for our super fun and dope theme song. And we'll be back again very soon with another Second Chance movie. Babies, they're babies. Yeah.